help me welcome to the show Corinne Rankin. Thank you so much for being there with me. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Glad you're there. And Corinne, you have been involved with this. You were a 2016 delegate to the Republican National Convention. Uh, Give us your story in a little thumbnail, if you could. Tell the audience, who is Corinne Rankin? Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, um, I can tell you a little bit about, um, you know, politically who I am. I I used to be a Democrat. I was born, you know, born and raised in a Democrat household. And I always believed that I should be a Democrat because I was black and, you know, cliche Democrat party, the party that cares about black people. I voted for Obama, Biden in, you know, 2007. I was very excited about their campaign because I was already sort of disenfranchised the Democrat party. And I thought that the the, uh, Obama-Biden ticket was going to be like the revolutionary two that, you know, sort of changed the shape of the Democrat party. I very quickly found out that that didn't happen. And and uh, became even more disenfranchised the Democrat Party. So one day while I was sitting in my office, I decided um, that I would just look up the platforms. And I don't know what possessed me to do that, but I did. And I looked at the Democrat Party platform first, and I thought, oh, well, okay, yeah, okay. And then I went and looked at the GOP platform, and I found myself agreeing with everything that was on it, literally line by line. And I was shocked and I told myself, I said, this can't be true. Like, am I a Republican? I can't possibly be a Republican. <laughs> and I just remember, <laughs> I just remember I just clicked my computer off and I was like, I'm not going to think about this right now. This is, it was just way too much for me to handle in that moment. And, and so after a while, I kind of took some time to process it, you know, started paying more attention to television, watching both sides of the story, if you will. And I just found myself more and more being, you know, convinced that I am a Republican and, you know, that I did have to, you know, start accepting that because I was raised in a Democrat uh, registered household, but all of the values that I was taught growing up were Republican values. It's amazing so, that you say that, Corinne. Let me it, let me share this with you, and I, I want to continue with hearing this, because. but I, I, want, I want to interject this. You know, Corinne, what you have just said is where many of us are afraid to go, because if we study it and look at it for ourselves and come to that realization that you came to and I came to and many others now that, that we are associated with, we, we might go, we're afraid we might go screaming into traffic, you know, because it's so shocking, you know, to us that that's, is, is, is that the, pretty much the way it, 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 it happened? And are people still afraid to, to talk to you really about it? Talk to us. Yes. So I know I, I always I like sharing my story because I, I share it because I wanted to help other people. You know, when I first realized that, OK, I, I'm, I'm probably a Republican, it was hard because I believed everything I heard on MSNBC and everything I heard on CNN and that Republicans were racist. So, you know, I'm I'm a, a black person and I don't want to be affiliated with anyone or anything that has anything to do with racism so i I couldn't process it and then after i started paying attention i started getting 
angry. It's like, I call it like a journey. There's this journey of like political evolution for me and I believe for hopefully other black people. That And, and the first step is denial. Uh, the second step is um, acceptance. And then the third step is, you know, anger. And in that anger phase, you're sort of, you're not really sure who should be, who you should be angry at. You should you be angry at Democrats because they lied to you? Should you be angry at Republicans because maybe they didn't do such a good job of getting their message out? Or should you be angry with yourself because you didn't do all your homework? Wow. And and so I went through that process too. And then you know I was angry at all three. And wow. So, rightly, I should have been. You know what? You know the reason I'm saying the reason I'm I'm, I'm saying that because you you articulated exactly why people do not take the plunge that you took it's that I lot. took. It's a lot to go through. It's a lot to pro- it really is a lot to process and many of us would just rather okey doke you know, just go along, you know, just go, go along with the okie doke and give me your take on this then. Okay. Once you break away from that, and this is the message that Corinne and I are engaged in with uh, many others around the country through black voices for Trump. And uh, we encourage everybody to come on board with us. We're going to give you the, the um, way to get involved with us uh, and so forth here during this show today. Um, but we want to get this type of dialogue, this type of conversation going honestly, openly from people who've been there and uh, who have, you know, we, we, we've lived a little bit. Corinne and, and I are both parents of children who are nearly grown and grown. You know, my, my kids are grown. And so we know what we're talking about, you know, and so we're giving it to you from our perspective because we've been there with you. I was a Democrat. I was president of NAACP, two-term president. And so we've seen both sides uh, of, of the street. And so, and so this is why we want to share this with you. But, Corinne, the pushback that we get from our own, were you shocked at that? Oh, my gosh. I very – I don't want to know if I should call myself naive, but I – really thought that after I went through this process and I had this revelation, like, oh my gosh, I've been lied to for all these years. I can't wait to go out and share this with my family, with my friends. And I, in my mind, thought that they were going to say, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, you're going to be saved. I never realized <laughs> these things. And it just didn't happen that way. It didn't. It really didn't. In fact, they ran and got the pitchforks and, you know, were trying to come after me. <laughs> so, it's, it, it's, it's been quite the, um, it, it's been quite the experience. So I, I, um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm so happy to have joined Black Voices for Trump and that I, you know, I, I'm incredibly happy that we're having these real talk discussions because, it's what needed to happen. It, it needs to happen. You know, I'm, we're all human beings, right? Or most of us are, you know, parents or whether you are or not. As humans, we like to be right. Right. 
Right. And you know what? Uh, that's an incredible point because let me tell you why. That's a good point. Um, once you have defended a certain position mm-hmm. for a, a length of time, then you, you, you feel as though you're obligated to continue defending that position or you're going to look foolish. And yeah. that is something that we as human beings, as you said, we don't like to be wrong. We like to be right. We want to be right because of um, esteem and all that type of thing that goes along with it. Let me ask you this. Are you seeing then, uh, as we journey um, down this road of uh, delivering this type of message, Corinne, are you seeing the, the labor, the work that we've put in uh, beginning to bear fruit? Uh, what are you seeing? Well, I'm seeing that... Um you know, by and large, because I've actually gone out into the, some of you know the communities. I spent some time at you know political functions for you know specifically for uh, black targeted towards black people in you know South Central Los Angeles and you know uh, you know San Francisco and what have you. And I found that the the by and large, as a when you put you know politically active black people in a room now today, two thousand twenty they are more inclined to listen than they were before than than they were, you know, a year ago, this time last year, this time two years ago. Um, The majority of them, and and I'm, I've been quite shocked because people will actually come up to me and say, well, why should I be a Republican? Like I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Just, you know, tell me why. And so, you know, I find that when I get questions like that, that people are open and they're sort of looking for a reason to want to vote Republican or want to support this president because you know they've you know been watching this you know mainstream media that's been telling them the opposite, but they need sort of a reason to sort of you know come around or quote unquote change their mind or um, you know it's okay I was wrong type of a scenario. You know, so, you know, so that's what I'm finding. And you know what? Um, um, I started my professional career, well, you know, 40, 50 years ago, uh, well, as a, as a salesman. And um, the the one dream that every salesman have has is for the customer to ask him or her why they yeah. need this. And that 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 <laughs> and, and if black people are beginning to ask that question. To us who have been uh, beating this drum for a while now, why do I need to be a Republican or should I be a Republican? Then that is one of the most promising things that I think we can possibly uh, hope for is that they're asking that question. So um, where do we go from here? When I look at California, and of course, it's a a whole different um, um, ballpark than many other places in the country. Um, how are you all faring? Is this, are you seeing the downside of this Corona thing or are you seeing an upswing uh, in it? Is it just coming to you? What's, what's happening out there? Well, I see, um, I mean, it's the, uh, on an economic scale, it's negatively, uh, you know, impacting people as small businesses, uh, you know, workers people if you're not you know driving you know door for DoorDash or something and you're you're out of work this is this is a time for hardship for you and for your family 
um, you know, it's really, it's, you know, it always strikes me as, you know, I understand I'm very sensitive to the fact that we have this unprecedented, you know, uh, invisible enemy that is killing people. And we we should be, you know, social distancing. We should be practicing. I'm not sure if this is something that's going to, you know, change us going forward as a society. Um, but people here in California are just as impacted as they are across the country. Uh, they had a protest uh, yesterday at the state capitol in Sacramento where people were coming out in solidarity with, you know, Pennsylvania and these other states where people are protesting the Capitol. And they're saying, hey, open up California. They're saying, you know, I'm not a millionaire. I can't sit home for a month and be okay. I need to go work. I need to take care of my family. People are, you know, I'm hearing that people are hungry. Uh, they, they can't buy food. And, you know, they, they've sort of been brought to their knees where you have the, you know, these middle-class families who were doing well and didn't have to really, you know, too much worry about tomorrow, didn't too much have, have to worry about putting food in the refrigerator, whereas now their whole world's been, you know, turned upside down, and they are worried about putting food in their refrigerator, you know, and then, you know, you have Nancy Pelosi, who is, you know, aside from the governor, is the biggest political figure here in California, um, going on, you know, late night talk saying that, oh, I've got all this, you know, variety of expensive ice cream in my refrigerator. And it's, it's just that message is not relatable, you know, relating to the people who live here in California that are struggling. And it's, in fact, it's, you know, it's incredibly insensitive and just thoughtless of her to do so. When uh, we return um, with Corinne Rankin, we're going to let you learn more about her. She is the president of uh, Legacy Republican Alliance. Legacy Republican Alliance. She is the president of that. And I want to know, and I want you to know, what that is all about. And I want her to tell you. I also want her to tell you how to get in touch with her and bring her to a city, um, synagogue, a church near you so that this particular message can be spread abroad. It is one that um, surely uh, you will be hearing in um, the months to come leading up to this election. And it's amazing, and she and I are going to talk about this when we return, how the economy was just absolutely booming just five weeks ago. No one in small business, big business, uh, could have anticipated this happening. And I often wonder where we would be down the road with uh, Black Voices for Trump if we could actually have rallies and um, hands-on type of gatherings. And so it's, it's uh, really um, um, derailed momentum but I think we can get it back, and we will. And we'll talk about how we do, how we can do that right here on the C.L. Bryant Show when we return with Corinne Rankin. And she is the president of Legacy Republican Alliance. And um, she's going to share with us what that's about. And we are going to open up 
A lot more conversation when the C.L. Bryant Show return coast to coast and border to border around the globe. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. And, um, hey, wherever you go, take us along with us. And all the shows are cataloged there. You can tap back into shows with Hannity all the way up to um, shows with homeless people who, you know. And so we love to build that bridge. And thank you for being a part of that. It's a great day in the USA. And it's because of people like you who listen to this show and have made us so popular throughout uh, the country and the world, uh, we want to say thank you to all the ones who replay the show in terrestrials during the day. Thank you as well. Also, shout out to Loving Liberty up there in Utah who has brought us into their family. Thank you. I'm CL. We'll be back with Corinne Rankin. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Pardon me. Man, I tell you, um, it has been one of those things. No, I have nothing. <laughs> I um, have sinuses, uh, mountain cedar, I think, as what it's called. Um, on with me is president of Legacy Republican Alliance, Corinne Rankin. And Corinne is someone that uh, is um, in the same yoke that I am with Black Voices for Trump. Uh, a part of the largest political campaign in the history of our country, and that is the Trump campaign. She and I sit on um, the advisory board. We are both founding members of that advisory board. Uh, Corinne, when we left, I wanted you to uh, tell our audience about um, Legacy uh, Republican, that, 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 that alliance. Talk to us about that. What is that? So we created Legacy Republican Alliance, which we kind of refer to as LRA for short. Uh, we created it last year after our, and I get in trouble for saying this, but after our uh, this California Republican convention in, in February of 2019, um, a couple of us were in a meeting during that convention and uh, we learned in that meeting that the Republican Party, California, was not going to 
divulge, put any resources into black outreach. And so we were kind of shocked by this, a little disappointed, um, you know, but the black population in California is, you know, extremely low. And so, I, you know, limited resources. I know I understand it was a business decision for them. And as a businesswoman, I, I get that. So what we decided to do, we kind of all came together, all of us black California Republicans here. We came together and we said, you know, why don't we just do this ourselves? Because uh, we want more black people to join the Republican Party. And to not only that, we want more black people to be involved in state party politics, um, have a seat at the table, and to run for office in their local communities. You know, school board is something that's really important to us. One of the members on our board, two of the members, well, one of the members on our board is a elected official to his local school board. So he is, you know, something that we want everyone to kind of aspire to be because well, I see a lot of people running for Congress, which we have a lot of uh, endorsed uh, congressional candidates as well. Uh, we also had a mayoral candidate that we were supporting. Uh, but school board's really where it's at. That's where you sort of begin your political cre- career and create your base that will sustain you, you know, throughout your career in politics, if you will. Wow. So that's how it all got started. And, you know... I, um, another lady and I, we, we had this idea. So I got on the phone. I started making phone calls to all the black, uh, California Republicans that I knew. And I said, Hey, what do you think about doing this? And you know how it was so easy. Everyone just jumped right on board and they said, you know, I'm with you. Count me in. And I, I just had this overwhelmingly positive experience and everyone was just so willing to jump in, so willing to just make this happen that it was, you know, it just, it let me know that we're doing the right thing. And, you know, we may get pushed back now, even sometimes from our party and sometimes, you know, from, from people in our community, but we all are within the belief that we're on the right side of history. Here. I really uh, am glad, so glad uh, to hear you say that. And Corinne, I am not surprised after uh, hearing uh, you in this interview, uh, why you were successful at putting that together. Whenever you're able to have a vision of something and then articulate the vision as you are able to do, then uh, people will, uh, in fact, come in here, at least see what it's about and test it out to see if it's about anything. And if it is about something to them, then uh, you have uh, a movement that is taking shape. And that's what's happening with us folks with Black Voices for Trump. Uh, It is a movement that is taking shape. Uh, Corinne, the evolution that you described early on, uh, I am certain that uh, most people who have become Republican, particularly black people who have become Republican, most black people who are still voting Democrat, when they heard... uh, that you had to do the research and you had to take the pain that goes along with the awakening and the sun hitting your eyes after you've been in (laughs) darkness, you know, uh, if you're willing to do that, uh, are you saying to uh, us that there is yet a greater awakening out there to be had by a population of people who thought, like you and I did, that we were doing the right thing until we woke up? What what do you say? Well, absolutely. I think that it takes more voices. You know, there's 
people who have been Republican, you know, for their whole life have a sort of a different perspective. You know, we all believe we all have the same values and we believe government should be run. You know, we all share those beliefs. However, with people like yourself and with me who sort of went through this journey and the evolution of, you know, switching from a Democrat to a Republican, there needs to be more voices um, like ours and sharing our story and, and putting it out there more because that's really what we're looking for right now. You know, there we're looking for people to do their homework, to do their research and to let them know, hey, this is it wasn't easy for me to switch to become a Republican because I too used to believe this racist narrative that Republicans are racist. And so it, it took a lot for me to tell myself that, you know, I should have done more research. I should have done my homework more. And for me to spend this time being, you know, angry with, you know, myself and the media and you know, both political parties, it's, it's a, it's a journey. It and is. once you, you know, if, if we could put that out there more and share our story more that, hey, this is not easy, but you're not alone. And that's another reason why I created a legacy Republican alliance. I was really fortunate that I had um, a celebrity who's after uh, Isaiah Washington, formerly from, you know, the yeah. CW, the 100 and, yeah. you know, all these, you know, fantastic Spike Lee movies that he uh, played in. Um he was he reached out to me he reached out to me and he reached out to several republicans and because he was searching for answers and it was i was honored that he i was one of the people that he reached out to and he would call me with questions you know why is it this this way and i won't i won't divulge our conversations but why is it why does this happen why is this what do you think about this what do you think about that and we'd have conversations and he would say i i, I just know uh, there were so many times when he'd say to me huh I never knew that. Huh. I never thought about it like that before. And so, you know, it just, it really fills me. It really, you know, it's very fulfilling to be able to, you know, he's a truth seeker in his own right, you know. So just to have, be a resource for somebody who has questions, just to be there to answer or help give a different perspective, it's you know, it, it's very fulfilling, just in that regard alone. Fantastic. You know what, uh, Michelle, put her in the uh, in the rotation uh, for sure. Uh, there is no question that we want to speak to her uh, again, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, Corinne, um, I, I, I want to say this to you. I um, thank God that he's given us the, the pulpit and the platform that we have here on the C.L. Bryant show and with Freedom Works uh, that that I have, um, we've I've been able to interview just about anybody I want to um, from anybody I want to from Hannity to the homeless, you know, as far as concerned. But I always come across uh, nuggets occasionally uh, in America that are emerging. And I do believe that your voice is one of those that is absolutely emerging and certainly need to be heard. So I'll ask the question that I have asked to many uh, who have been on the show prior to you. Um, uh, I asked them the question about legacy. Um, your legacy, 
when you decide to sit on the porch and rock looking into the sunset, uh, perhaps holding hands with a significant other or what have you, uh, and um, you decide to rest a while and uh, just let the world pass by until uh, you decide to go home or the Lord calls you home, what type of legacy do you want to leave? Um, what would you want people to say about Corinne Rankin? Well, first and foremost, it would be that I made a better life for my daughters than the one I had for myself. Uh, I think that's, you know, cliche. Everybody you know, who's a parent wants wants to do that. Um, in regards to, you know, politically, what I would want while I'm sitting on the porch, I would want to say that I helped um, bring more black people over to the Republican Party. Um, you know, that's really, it's really important to me that, you know, collectively as, you know, black people collectively, that we have a voice, uh, in both parties and a very strong voice in both parties, because what ends up happening is if we don't do that, then, you know, when one party is in control, we have a voice and things don't get done or they do, you know, what, whatever the case may be. You know, we need to come together, you know, and stop letting the media divide us. I think that would probably be, you know, one of the things where I can say I, I, I had a part in that. I played a significant, you know, role in making that happen. And even if it's just me, you know, sharing my story in, in a way that makes it um, more acceptable or easier for somebody else to, you know, journey down, you know, this path of, you know, political evolution, then, you know, I'm happy with that. When I hear what you are saying, and then when I see what you are doing, you are well on your way, Corinne Rankin, to uh, fulfilling uh, the legacy that you are talking about. And I want to thank you for being on the show here with me today. And uh, certainly, um, good Lord willing, will not be the last time that you're on with us. In fact, we got to have you back real soon to just test the temperature of what's going on out there. Tell the folks one more time how to get a hold of you and how to bring you to a place uh, where they are if they so desire, Corinne. Okay. Well, our, our website is Legacy Republicans, with an S, LegacyRepublicans.org. And we have a contact page, which we all sort of, we all review, um, you know, the people who con connect with us uh, through that contact page. Uh, you can also find me personally on Twitter. I'm at Corinne Rankin. On Twitter, um, on Instagram, Corinne Rankin, Facebook, Corinne Rankin. I, I keep it really simple. So I, I'm not hard to find. I'm not hard to connect with. It's super easy to get a hold of. And again, I, I want to uh, say to you, fight, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Corinne Rankin, thank you again for being on with me. God bless you and God keep you. We'll talk to you on the trail. <laughs> 